You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Hey, hey, Yvonne, Yvonne, dab. Oh God, yes, wow. That was an excellent dab. Do you want to see me do it again? No. Dab. Oh there we God, go. he did it again. Yes, I'll be well. dabbing throughout this episode. <laughs> well, it's in good memory, thing it's an episode of uh, video. In loving memory of, uh, I think, the only dabbing contestant <laughs> at University Challenge. Yes, it's only Who will, um, I personally feel, sadly, will not be joining us in uh, the second yeah, round. You would have been entertaining. <laughs> I do. I feel like there is a slight disagreement <laughs> at this table about... Um, no, no, not at all. I love dabs. Dabs are so cool. I mean, look, we're now on the wrong side of 30, the both of us. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should probably not... Uh, Couldn't get away with dabbing if, apply- even if we tried. We shouldn't so. opine too much about the nature of dabbing and its mm. place. All right. Anyway, hello. It Wait is, I got that one. Um, it is now the penultimate episode. Of uh, round one. Indeed. So we only have one more first round match to go. And then we will have the highest scoring losers playoffs before we move into the second round. Yes. Uh, I think we'll have a few episodes of the second round and then we'll have the Christmas break. Uh-huh. From what I remember, that's what happened last season as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, it's important to mention also this is the first time that Paxman has said specifically what the cutoff score is. Yes. To get into the best scoring losers. Indeed. And it's 140 this time. Mm -hmm. Which which, is similar to last time, last season. Yeah, I think last season was Mm 145-ish. I think the season before was 135. Okay. Which is interesting because, you know, I've been talking about how I feel like the scores are a bit kind of lower this time around than the previous seasons. Yeah. But, you know, it's not the lowest scoring, it seems. I think um, on average, it is maybe a bit similar. Last season, I remember there were some very high scoring uh, teams mm-hmm. that maybe we haven't really, we've only seen maybe one or two of those this yeah. time. Yeah. And there's also uh, something to be said about how the matches seem to go a bit slower now than they yeah. used to. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, I feel like Paxman takes more time on the questions than he used to. Yeah, which is but, understandable. Yeah, it's understandable given that he has been diagnosed and... Even without that, he's now well past 70. Yeah. So he's not the same kind of energetic journalist that he used to be. But actually, I think it benefits the players, to be honest, because it gives you more time to think and to ponder. also gives you more uh, leeway to interrupt, potentially. Yes, exactly. So he's also being a lot softer on the contestants than he used to be, for <laughs> I think sure. so. All right, so shall we meet the contestants? Indeed, we should. Okay, so it's firstly Wolfson Oxford versus Bristol. Yep. So on the Wolfson side, I hope I get the name right, it's Nowakowski, yep. who's doing uh, Applied Linguistics, La Palikar doing South Asian Studies, mm-hmm. Agrawal, uh, Captain, doing uh, Maths and Theoretical Physics, yep. and Williams doing Islamic Art and Architecture. Absolutely. And I think that's really interesting and it gives the team a very interesting kind of profile because you have um, some STEM, you have quite a number of humanities, but in very interesting fields, I think. Absolutely. And I have to say, Williams has the most charming smile I have seen on television that's not a uh, paid presenter. (laughs) It was just such a wonderful smile and I think it helped because it had these very piercing eyes and lovely floppy hair. It was a little bit like the look you'd get from a retriever almost. It was so nice. It was, it was. 
Okay, and on the Bristol side, we had uh, Ruggiero doing philosophy and physics, which is an interesting combination. I wonder how classes would be in, in uh, if they're combined and, you know... I mean, that would be one hell of a combination. First, we're talking about extremely, you know, pure mathematical physics that are going on to... But what do you really think? Right, right. So is it the philosophy of physics or is it a double major in both those things separately? I don't know, but sounds interesting anyway. Then we had Woodcock doing geology, mm-hmm. priest, the captain doing medicine and Brian doing economics. Indeed. So, so also pretty well balanced. Yeah, these are two very well-rounded teams for sure. Yeah. Um, they're both on the younger end. Um, Wolfson yeah. average of 22. Yeah. Bristol 24 so it's weird because 24 it means that you know there's at least one or two team members who are either sort of their undergrad late or are now doing the postgrads yeah but it still seems so young to us now because you know <laughs> we're over the hill definitely over the hill past and, the dabbing age yes very much past the dabbing age <laughs> So, yeah, I think um, since we've been mentioning it, we have to talk about the uh, performances. Yeah. And aside from the usual stuff, have Wolfson were very good on the buzzer, but were struggling a lot when it came to the bonuses. Yeah. Whereas Bristol were a bit late into the game, but then once they found their stripe, they were really, really hitting it hard. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of been drowned out a little bit by talking about a certain presence okay that was on the the wilson side yeah and it was fascinating seeing (laughs) the reaction online at the time and also afterwards yeah okay because i feel like there's a very particular type of crowd who have expectations about what is acceptable and not acceptable at university challenge that's a really good point because it's a it's a tv show it's a competition it's a quiz competition um it i don't think it's that serious but then it's kind of developed a culture of its own and then like you say people have developed expectations over what proper decorum on university challenge should be which is really interesting well i think also it used to be a very stuffy kind of show yeah and i think it's a lot less stuffy now which is great yeah i mean even then it's only been relatively recent and I think there has been a lot of criticism, very justifiable criticism about it being far too male dominated, far too white dominated. I've seen even last year criticisms about it being too woke because I think there were questions on uh, things like feminism, gender, uh, critical race theory and I things mean, like that. that's standard reaction nonsense you get from the worst kinds of people online. And but I, I think it still contributes to, to what you're saying about people expecting something out of University Challenge. I suppose. I mean, I'm not going to uh, consider those criticisms because they are stupid, <laughs> made by bad faith actors oh, yeah, yeah, who should yeah, not be considered. Sure. But talking about, um, you know, it does need to evolve with the times if it wants to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Part of that means that it has to better reflect the student body of uh, the UK and that's why we're seeing more women now than we've not seen before yeah many more international students far more people of colour we've also had definitely out LGBTQ representatives including non-binary and trans individuals yeah which is very important to show Mm. and maybe the slightly less serious version of that if we need to include the kind of people who I personally would not be friends with because it would be exhausting. Yeah. But I'm happy that they are being represented because they play a very large part of the student body of the UK. Mm. And that includes people who are quite loud, dabbing, <laughs> and, you know, maybe being a 
bit, a few decibels above what is normally expected from yes. this kind of show. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very interesting observation. Tom. I've never been to university in the UK, so I can't speak to that. Um, but as someone who has been there for, for a number of years, probably you, you understand this a lot better. Than- yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, this is not, you know, a court of law. This is not the Houses of Parliament. This is a TV <laughs> show made for, you know, general entertainment, and it's got mostly a bunch of 20-somethings. Yeah. Let them dab. I mean, anyone who was being, you know, all kind of grumbly, I understand that maybe it's not what you wanted to see. And I get that. I also really do not enjoy any music round which is about classical music because I think it is boring and overdone. Yeah. But I suck it up because TV is not going to be for you all the time. Yeah. And so I think every now and then... Just accept it. It's going to happen. Yeah, well, I'm surprised that people took so so much issue with that. That's funny. But then again, I mean, I'm not that surprised. I think it's just because it's just something you don't expect. You don't hear the word university challenge (laughs) and dabbing in the same sentence. I guess not. Unless it's a very particular set of questions asked by Paxman. Well, I mean, yeah, we've started to hear university challenge and Nicki Minaj in the same sentence. Um, That's true. And like we said, I'm waiting until WAP (laughs) is a question... During the music round, <laughs> which will probably be in a couple of decades' time Ooh. when we relax uh, the requirements. I think our, our, our podcast will have to be rated in that case. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Uh, so yeah, that, I just, that's just something I wanted to kind of get off my chest because whilst I do understand why some people had a very negative reaction to it, yeah. at the same time, there are more important things to complain about on University Challenge. Yeah, I mean, if you can back it up with um, knowledge, then there's nothing wrong. Yeah, and also there are pe- precious few international students these days post-Brexit. So yeah. I think it behooves us to be counted the ones who still have made it their mission to come to the UK to study mm-hmm. because it's already hostile enough to be yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. In other words, uh, well, talking about other stuff, uh, there were a few interesting Paxman moments as well. Yes, I thought so. What's uh, one that stood out to you? Well, I quite liked it when he expressed some slight confusion at why Nowakowski was so happy about getting Uzbekistan. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I understand why he reacted that way, because yeah. I have been as excited when I... Uh, <laughs> Something that's very particular that yeah, you wouldn't yeah. necessarily know. Fair enough. And finally, you are being rewarded for knowing something which serves no purpose in their everyday life. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much university challenge, isn't it? All these random things that you knew um, and you finally get a chance to talk about it. That's true. So yeah. um, I think yeah, it was a bit more excitement than what Paxman expects from <laughs> this show. Yeah. So I understand why he was a bit like, why are you so overjoyed? <laughs> Just for getting an answer right. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised he didn't uh, say anything when uh, there was a dab. <laughs> Maybe he thought, if I ignore it, it won't happen again. All right, what other moments did you like? I like that starter crush joke, which started with, look, because the way he said it yeah. so emphatically. <laughs> All the contestants looked Half the contestants just kind of looked up in alarm, as if he, for the first day, was holding up a prop for a question. <laughs> Now, that would be interesting. Said, Look at this. Which, what is it? Which puppet show am I referring to? <laughs> it just holds up Kermit or something. <laughs> I would pay a reasonable sum of money to see that happen. Which opera does this puppet show represent? <laughs> oh. He does a puppet show for two puppets. <laughs> Yeah, the, oh, we're having too much fun. Yeah, suddenly there's a, a massive slashing of the budget. So the next Patron <laughs> is just him doing uh, shadow puppets on screen. <laughs> 
wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, speaking of uh, picture rounds, uh, I think that I like. I always enjoy a good flag round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't do it too often, but I wouldn't say I'm a you know a vexillologist stan necessarily, mm-hmm. but I am a member of the subreddit because okay. occasionally you see some very cool stuff. I mean, that's I think one hundred and one of being a vexillologist stan to be part of the subreddit. I mean, it's not like I can name the constituent parts or what the design theory is behind flags. But I do appreciate a good flag when I see one. Yeah. And I have to say, Granada has an amazing flag. It is. It is pretty involved. Yeah. And also the Fiji one is very nice. Mm-hmm. Curacao, that was more basically of an emblem than a flag, I would say. Yes. And the one for Worcestershire, I thought was a missed opportunity to have a bottle of Worcestershire sauce on it. Yeah. But I feel like... Um, it's too obvious, the, right? Too on yeah. the nose. Also, the members of Worcestershire uh, <laughs> County Council might take issue with them being produced to that one source, <laughs> which I'm not even sure is produced in that great quantity there anymore. Okay, well, that'd be funny. It would have been funny either way, that's mm-hmm. true. And the second picture around was fairly standard uh, paintings. Yeah. This time it was more modern paintings because it was impressive. Picasso. And, yeah. Yeah. Although it was a Picasso you wouldn't recognize unless you knew he went he through a blue phase. blue period, yeah. So yeah. he was either blue or really sad. Yeah. Possibly oh. both. He also was drawing recognizable shapes rather than, you know, yeah, people, the, human forms. The proper cubism that he went down. Yeah. And once again, the music run was not classical music. Yes, it was on Teenage Tragedy, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's not music I'm that familiar with, but no. then again, I'm glad that we are expanding the boundaries yeah, of what music me too, is. Me too. It's fascinating. I didn't realize there was a subgenre known as Teenage Tragedy, but then now that I know about it, it um, seems perfectly reasonable. I think it's actually an older genre than we think because yeah. technically Romeo and Juliet is teenage tragedy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, other questions? Well, of course, I really enjoyed the one about video games. Oh, yeah, that was fascinating. Question. The one that uh, Wolfson got horribly wrong, <laughs> which I feel like some... They tried. They tried. Yeah, some people, again, were reacting fairly strongly about that online. But remember, the average age is 22. Mm-hmm. All those games came out in 2001. Yeah. Where they would have been... Not born, yes. Yeah. No, or two years old. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I was of an age two have been playing those games, yeah. but I've only played one Devil May Cry game. Okay. I've never touched Ico or Pikmin, but mm-hmm. I, I only knew about them because you know, I was around long enough to remember there being no- noise about it. Yeah. So just because, uh, you know, video games have been around for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. You can be too young to know about a particular thing, just like you'd be too young to know certain music genres or... Mm-hmm. Film genres, for example. Yeah, anything pre-1980s for me. Oh, wow. Well, actually, that's uh, quite a long time for some people. (laughs) Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, some Um, people aren't aware beyond the 2010s or 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I quite liked uh, one of the earlier questions on um, kind of words or words from the first lines of novels. Ah, yes. Yeah. The one about TARDIS. Yeah, so kind of taking letters from the the acronym TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. Yes, indeed. Well, anyway, I also thought that some of the questions were a little bit on the easy side. So there was actually a bonus question on a negatively charged particle, which I think anyone who has done physics in secondary school yeah there were definitely a few questions which seemed a little bit easy some would say the video game one was quite easy but then there were others which were quite difficult like the one about Mm. the french literary prize yeah which i can't remember the name of right now and don't dare mispronounce because (laughs) any french fans we have will come at me yeah and also the ones about si measurements where he describes what they were actually measuring that did my head in that yes meters cute Pounds, cute, per uh, second, wattage. <laughs> what are you saying, man? 
So at least you appreciate why we have these SI measurements because if you had to say what they actually were, yes, indeed. you would run out of breath before you finish saying the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if there was a fire. <laughs> <laughs> why would I? Okay. <laughs> anyway. And of course... The, fire in a physics lab. In, okay. Fair enough. Okay. okay. Then uh, the history question. It's another one of those interesting ones where the first two digits are... Yeah. A third of the last two digits. Yes, exactly. So you can... We've had questions like this before. So yeah. it was um, an interesting round of deduction. Yeah, yeah, if you're able to kind of roughly know when a certain the event happens... at the very least. Yeah, yeah, then it's much easier to narrow it down. Yeah. Then also the names of films made from country codes. That was very interesting. Oh, yes, yes. I like that one a lot. Because there, you only need to know maybe one or two and then you can... Well, it's usually two letters, right? So you exactly, just have yeah. to know the country code for each letter and then you just put them together. That was really interesting. Because they now, a lot of countries which can trip you up, for example, Switzerland. It's CH. Yes. Yeah, which uh, you wouldn't know unless, you know, you actually spend time looking at country codes. Yeah, Nigeria was NG, um, which I didn't know. Yeah, Australia's AT. Mm, indeed. So it's, you know, all very interesting. Well, that was the questions that we liked and some that we found a little bit confusing. Yeah, it's a, really a mixture of very easy and very complex <laughs> It is, it is. And thankfully, we only had one difficult English uh, geography question this time. That's true. It that's wasn't true. a bonus this time around. No, but... Uh, Maybe they restrained this uh, this uh, fanatic <laughs> a little bit. But I'm sure they'll be back next week. They'll be back, I, I guarantee. In greater numbers. I guarantee. All right, so moving into Stats Corner, brought to you by UC Stats on Twitter. So unfortunately, we won't be seeing Wolves and Oxford again. Yeah. Uh, uh, they came in actually pretty well with the 8 out of 13 starter questions. That's not bad. Um, but only 7 out of 24 bonuses, so just 29%. I think that's the lowest bonus rate one of the, one of the we've most. had. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bristol, on the other hand, 9 out of 13 starters and 16 out of 27 bonuses so um better but uh, i think i think um in the second round they would have to push a little bit harder definitely they're one of those teams where they were starting a little bit slow uh, yeah but they catch they caught up yeah despite a very slow start with even dropping points at the beginning going to minus five i would say overall the bristol team were phenomenal woodcock especially impressed near the end where he was getting so many correct buzzes and was phenomenal in the decision making yeah i think he was instrumental in helping bristol win actually yeah. coming in so four out of six starter questions mm-hmm. and then followed by Ruggiero, three out of three uh, Williams, Agarwal, and uh, well, Williams and Agarwal with three correct starters apiece. Mm-hmm. Nowakowski with two, and then Priest and Brian with one each. Yeah, I would say that goes to show that everyone on the Bristol side buzzed in. Yes, they did. Which is often a sign that this is a team that works well together. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, um, I did enjoy listening to uh, Woodcock's outburst every now and then. And he's going, oh dear, oh dear. Oh yeah, and Every about now and the, then. I saw him, I heard him do that about one of the uh, Picasso's paintings, right? Yes, because it's just such a wonderful thing oh. to hear them say. Yes. So with uh, that done, the final score was 165 to 115, yep. which is respectable numbers. Unfortunately, it does mean that we will not be seeing Wolfson again, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, but maybe it's good that we don't have that many Oxford and Cambridge teams going yeah, through. Pro- I think that that's a definitely a positive thing. Uh, Bristol is now s- ranked sixth 
in uh, among the highest scoring teams which is very respectable yeah. and it's a sign that I think they do definitely have a chance in the second round mm-hmm. but they do definitely need to maybe get the ball rolling, rolling a little bit earlier Yeah, and there's definitely some elements of the bonus rounds where maybe they can look back on and go okay this is where we need to tighten up our knowledge somewhat Yeah, but I think they have what it takes they have yeah, some they of that esoteric do. knowledge from cultural elements as well as science elements that is what you need to really yeah. do well in this country. and like you said everybody buzzed in so they're all individually strong as well yeah so I think they have a fairly good chance of getting past the second round I think so but it's obviously far too early to start making any predictions I would Indeed. say so with that said it's now time to talk about what is the real reason we're here mm-hmm. our famed best dress yes and I think this time we are in agreement, right? I think so. So our best dress goes to La Palicar. Indeed. Who had just a very wonderful get-up, I would say. Yeah, just a very nice red-coloured jumper. Yeah, and the hair was done very nicely. Yes, uh, the yes. glasses were... Just the entire um, ensemble. As- ensemble was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I have to kind of give points to Bristol for really coordinating uh, the jumper look. <laughs> if only they got the colours down right as well, it would have been yeah. perfect coordination across mm-hmm, the board. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well done, everyone. Yeah, indeed. Uh, thank you very much to uh, those two teams, as always, for performing, because regardless, you made it this far. That's better than the vast majority of teams that do enter. And Yeah, exactly. So, very well done. And uh, if you have your own thoughts about this episode in particular what you think the place of dabbing is in USD Challenge please do get in contact with us yes we're on uh, various social media as I got that one so Twitter uh, or Instagram indeed thank you very much for listening but until next week it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me